Well, hello again, everyone. This is Nurse Mo, and welcome back to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. I am, as always, so excited that you are here today for episode 167, where today we're talking about all the reasons for an elevated lactate. And spoiler alert, a lot of them have nothing to do with sepsis. So before we hop into that, let's take a moment to appreciate our listeners with a listener shout out. So this one goes out to Lacey. Lacey is a nursing student who is in my boot camp. She's in my Facebook group. And I just, I was floored by what she had to say. So here we go. I stumbled onto this podcast one day, and it literally changed the way I think about everything. After discovering this vault of knowledge, I also found Nurse Mo's website, her blog, study sesh, and boot camp. I feel like a turtle Nurse Mo fangirl, but seriously, my trepidation about nursing school has been cut in half at least. I feel that the person behind all of this is a total queen and 100% just wants nurses and student nurses to succeed, learn, and help each other like we are one big team. So thanks, Nurse Mo, for all of it. Lacey, that made my day. Thank you so, so much for your kind words. And I just know you're going to do absolutely amazing, amazing things. Okay, who's ready to talk about lactate? Let's dive into it. So when we are looking at lactate, a lot of times, you know, it's so drilled into our heads that elevated lactate, sepsis, elevated lactate is sepsis. But really, there are so many reasons why a lactate would be elevated. So you'll get an elevated lactate on your patient and without some clinical knowledge, without that experience, you might just go with, oh, automatically this patient has sepsis, you know. And there's good reason that you would think that, right? Sepsis is very, very serious. Patient outcomes depend on us catching it in the early stages. And yeah, an elevated lactate is a part of those group of signals that a patient has sepsis. However, as I said, there are a lot of other things that can cause an elevated lactate. And when you know what these are... This is going to make you feel so much more competent clinically. You'll be better prepared to take excellent care of your patients, and you won't necessarily jump to a sepsis conclusion when there's another reason. So let's go through some common reasons for why a lactate would be elevated, okay? So first, let's talk about what lactate actually is. So in very general terms, Lactate is a marker that anaerobic metabolism has occurred in the body. It's produced in most tissues, but mainly we'll see it in muscle tissue. So remember, when there is anaerobic metabolism, the body is using that because there's not enough oxygen, because there is global hypoperfusion, right? So Anaerobic metabolism occurs, and we're not going to talk about the Krebs cycle, I promise, but you all remember that anaerobic metabolism occurs, and then we get some lactate. So in a healthy individual, 
Lactate is cleared by the liver, a little bit by the kidneys. So you'll have a normal level, what's considered normal, of less than one. And then we really get our attention going when it gets around two or above two. So I know we said we weren't going to talk about the Krebs cycle, but let's talk about normal metabolism. Just very, very little, okay? I'm sorry. So in a normal metabolism, which is that aerobic metabolism, recall that glycolysis produces pyruvate, which then enters the Krebs cycle and lactate is not produced when everything's working as it should. However, in anaerobic metabolism, the end result of glycolysis will be lactate, okay? So in the most general general terms that I can summarize with, an elevated lactate level is a consequence of either decreased clearance, increased production, or a combination of both, okay? All right. So how do we measure lactate? There are two ways to measure lactate in the clinical setting. So you can draw venous or arterial blood, put it on ice, and send it off to the lab. Or you can obtain it from an ABG or a VBG, which usually is the respiratory therapist that's interpreting this. They have, like in my hospital, the ABG, VBG interpreter machine is the arena of the respiratory therapist. So if it's an ABG in my facility, the respiratory therapists do those arterial punctures and then run the labs. You can also get a lactate off a VBG, a venous blood gas, which is faster and is what my facility is using in the emergency department because it's much faster to get that level, to get that sepsis treatment going quicker. You can also send it to the regular lab to be run and we call that a serum lactate, okay? And on that one, again, you put it on ice and you send it down to the lab. So here's a quick little tip for sending those little vials down on ice. So this would not apply to a urinalysis sample, but the little tubes, what I do is I take a large glove and I cut off one of the fingers and I put my tube, my blood tube in that, and then I put that in the ice because you don't want the ice to... Uh, uh, you know, get the label wet and then you won't be able to see it. So that was just a little nurse mo tip there, okay? (laughs) So some reasons for an elevated lactate, you guys. I'm going to run through them and then we're going to talk about them. Sepsis, okay, of course. Shock states, cardiac arrest, liver disease, seizures, asthma, ischemic tissue, trauma, bowel dysfunction, medications, and alcoholism. Okay, so that's a lot of reasons why a lactate could be elevated. So let's talk about these a little bit. So sepsis, that's the main one. Traditional thinking just automatically blames an elevated lactate on tissue hypoxia. So when your patient has tissue hypoxia, what is going on there? In a lot of cases, it's because they don't have good cardiac output, their blood pressure is low, they're not delivering to the tissue. So we have low perfusion, and that leads to that global hypoxia of the cells. 
However, some newer studies are indicating that an elevated lactate in sepsis is due largely to stimulation of beta-2 adrenergic receptors. So not necessarily because of that global hypoxia, but because of stimulation of beta-2 adrenergic receptors. So the, the short version of that is the stimulation of these receptors upregulates the process of glycolysis, which generates increased amounts of pyruvate. And this pyruvate can be used by the cell's mitochondria. There's the Krebs cycle again, you guys. And excess pyruvate is converted into lactate. So whether the cause of the anaerobic metabolism is due to beta-2 adrenergic receptors or simply just hypoperfusion is still being studied, but the end result is the lactate is a product of anaerobic metabolism in the tissues that are not being perfused, okay? So yes, a lot of times your lactate is elevated because the patient has sepsis. And generally when it's above two, that's where we start saying, okay, this is very, very serious and something has to be done. Shock states is another reason for an elevated lactate. So while sepsis is a distributive type of shock, note that other types of shock can lead to an elevated lactate as well. So cardiogenic shock, hypovolemic shock, and obstructive shock can all lead to elevated lactate. And when we dive into shock, all on its own. We'll talk about the whys for each of these because that would take us the entire episode. Just know for now, shock states, okay? Cardiac arrest is another one, very, very common. So if your patient suffered a cardiac arrest, expect lactate levels to be elevated due to tissue ischemia. How quickly the patient clears that lactate is still being studied, and it's being looked at as an indicator of patient survival. So a recent study indicated that at post-arrest patients with an initial lactate greater than 5, which is a pretty high lactate, had a 39% mortality rate. And patients with the lactate greater than 10, which is really high, had a mortality rate as high as 92%. So that's kind of an interesting correlation there. And we can look forward to more information coming out about that as more studies are done. Liver disease is another one. Recall that lactate is cleared by the liver. So if your patient has liver disease, you'll probably see an elevated lactate in that individual. This doesn't mean the patient is necessarily septic or had a cardiac arrest or is in some kind of a shock state. It's just that the liver isn't clearing the lactate as quickly or efficiently as it would in someone with a healthy liver. Now, I'm not going to say it doesn't mean nothing is going on. There could be something going on with your patient, but it doesn't always mean they have sepsis, okay? Seizures is another reason that a lactate could be elevated. So during seizures, the muscles don't get enough oxygen and they are also going through some pretty intense activity. And the result, elevated lactate. So it's really important to note that this elevation is typically what we call transient and resolves 
on its own. However, if your patient's lactate levels remain high more than maybe like a couple of hours after a seizure, then something else is probably going on. Maybe they have underlying liver disease as well. There might be another reason is what I'm saying. Okay, asthma is another reason that you would see an elevated lactate. High-dose albuterol, which is a beta-2 adrenergic, can result in an elevated lactate. It's also suggested that the severity of the asthma attack itself can be correlated to lactate levels. So in addition to that, we have excessive muscle use associated with really increased work of breathing in asthma. And when you combine that with respiratory fatigue, it can lead to an elevated lactate level. How about ischemic tissue? So we talked about ischemic tissue with the cardiac event. What about something like a burn or a crush injury? Or get this, even leaving a tourniquet on that's placed for blood draws, even leaving that on for too long can cause ischemia at that local site and an elevated level. So sometimes, you know, one of the first things we might think of when we get a lactate level back on a patient for whom we don't expect it at all, they don't have liver disease, they haven't had a seizure, they haven't had a cardiac event, they're not showing signs of infection, they're not in shock, they don't have asthma, et cetera, et cetera, we might look at, oh yeah, it did take the phlebotomist a really long time to find a vein And that tourniquet was on for a while. So in that situation, we might just do a redraw. And then in a lot of cases, it comes back completely normal. It was simply that that tourniquet was on for long enough to cause some tissue ischemia, some tissue damage. Trauma is another one kind of related to that. So a lot of traumas can cause significant blood loss, which leads to, as you guessed, hypoperfusion, which leads to elevated lactate. Also, traumas often lead to compartment syndrome. And I do have a episode. I think it's a podcast episode. It might just be a blog post. I will link to it um, about compartment syndrome and how it leads to ischemia. So you want to check that out if you're interested in compartment syndrome as well. And then we have bowel dysfunction. So mesenteric ischemia typically causes an elevated lactate, as can bacterial peritonitis and acute pancreatitis. So there's some GI issues why someone could have an elevated lactate. With that, you know, let's say you do have bacterial peritonitis, you're at high risk for going septic anyway. But just be thinking about it as its own cause, and you just start training your mind to think about all the different reasons why a patient could have an elevated lactate. Some of them, yes, they do overlap and contribute to significant increase in levels. How about medications? Several medications cause an elevation in lactate. A few of the most common are metformin, which we use for diabetes management, albuterol, which again is used for asthma, COPD, it's a bronchodilator, epinephrine, which we use in code situations to get the heart uh, heart rate up, get the heart going. Uh, we use it to increase blood pressure through vasoconstriction, increase cardiac output. 
Zyvox, which is an antibiotic, and even acetaminophen. My guess is that acetaminophen, maybe it has to do with how it affects the liver. I'm just guessing. Um, I don't know. I didn't look that one up, but that's what I would think. Whenever I think something, though, I'm always surprised (laughs) to realize, oh, I was way off base on that. So don't take that as gospel, you guys. Go look it up if you're interested. The mechanism of action, of course, with each medication is going to vary on why it would cause an elevated lactate. But if your patient's on these medications, and there's others as well, or you suspect an overdose of any of these medications, you could see an elevation in lactate that has nothing to do with sepsis. Smoke inhalation is another one. If you live where I do in California in the summer, there's fires and, you know, also just other parts of the West Coast, a lot of wildfires. And if you've got a patient who's been in that kind of environment or even at a fire at their home or they're, you know, they're just in a fire somewhere and they have inhaled smoke, they may have an elevated level due to the possibility of Inhaling carbon monoxide and or cyanide, both of which can lead to elevated lactate levels. And of course, the presence of burns. So let's say your patient was actually in a fire. The presence of burns at the tissue level would cause an elevation as well. And then alcoholism is another one. Many of your patients who use alcohol will have a thiamine deficiency. And also your malnourished patients as well. Even patients who've had a gastric bypass can have a thiamine deficiency, patients with anorexia, etc. However, with alcohol use, it's much more common. And one of the ways that you treat the patient who um, uses alcohol or overuses alcohol is that they will get a thiamine infusion. We we often give this with a bunch of other vitamins in an IV bag called a banana bag. So if you guys hear somebody say uh, something about a banana bag on a patient, they're not talking about actual bananas. They're talking about this bag of IV fluid. It's kind of yellowish, which helps you think about why they might call it a banana bag and also because it's full of a bunch of vitamins. So we call it a banana bag. And it, uh, it contains electrolytes, vitamins, and thiamine. So why is thiamine such a big deal? Because without it, the body uses anaerobic metabolism more so than aerobic metabolism. And that production of lactate goes up, okay? It's also really important in the prevention of Wernicke's encephalopathy. And I do have at least a blog post, possibly also a podcast episode about treating patients who are going through alcohol withdrawal. It is very challenging from a nursing standpoint. It requires very diligent, hypervigilant nursing care and a ton of compassion and grace. So if you're interested in that, go check that out. I will link to that as well. And then cancer is another reason that a lactate level could be elevated that has nothing to do with sepsis. You'll often see elevated lactate levels in patients with lymphoma or leukemia, especially if the liver is affected. And studies suggest that it has to do with malnutrition and that thiamine deficiency, tumor expression of certain enzymes, and mitochondrial dysfunction. So that is a lot of reasons why a patient could have an elevated lactate. Okay, so that was sepsis, shock states, cardiac arrest, liver disease, seizures, 
asthma, ischemic tissue, trauma, tissue injury, bowel dysfunction, medications, alcoholism, and cancer. So now when you get an elevated lactate on your patient, you can start applying some clinical judgment and some critical thinking and reason through why your patient's lactate levels are elevated. A lot of times, yes, it's going to be sepsis, but it can often be one of these other reasons as well. So thank you so much for joining me here today. And next week, we're going to talk about math anxiety, you guys. So if you have some math anxiety and just a little heads up, you're not the only one, I promise, then check back in with me next week. And then if you're wondering what Lacey was talking about when she mentioned study sesh, that is my private members only podcast where we really dive in and use some pretty engaging and dynamic audio learning techniques. And that is available at straightanursingstudent.com forward slash study dash sesh. Okay, so you can go check it out there. And what else can I tell you about study sesh? If you love the pod quizzes, which we have sometimes at the end of episodes, or we even have several episodes that are completely pod quizzes, then you will love, love, love study sesh. It's mostly pod quizzes, but it's also case studies. It's also drills, and it's also something called power hour, where we deep dive into an important foundation concept. Okay, I will see you all next week where we talk about math anxiety. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by Straight A Nursing.